Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560, The Source. Taking calls because we were lined up even before coming on air that I did not mention it. Parking pet peeves. That is the question of the day. So what is your parking pet peeve? Um, I had a situation last night that reminded me of this. I already had this question picked out, but last night I go to go to a little restaurant last night and I'm looking for places and everything's full. So there's a guy with a Jeep. Gets a Jeep, by the way. With a Jeep. That's getting ready to pull out. And I can tell he's getting ready to come out because the lights are flashing and he's on his way walking over with his girlfriend, wife, whatever. And I'm thinking, okay, well, this will work. I'll just kind of hang out for a minute and let him pull out. Um, Five minutes later, he gets out of a parking place that it literally took me about 10 seconds to pull into because I back in because that, yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. Yeah. And instead of just pulling out regularly like you would normally think you would do, I, I honestly have no idea what this fellow is up huh. to. I, I, I almost wanted to just go say, hey, you know what? Climb out. <laughs> I'll get the car out for you, and then I'll put it over here, and you can hop in it and drive away because you're struggling majorly. I'm thinking you're driving a Jeep, which means one of two things. Either this thing's just a road queen, and you've never, ever been off-road and never will be because if you drive off-road like you just drove in this parking lot, you're going over the mountain. Yeah, right. Because you're struggling. Yeah. My parking pet, I have a ton of parking pet peeves. And I guess it's because of growing up in a car dealership, learning how to park cars even long before I could even drive with a driver's license. Because when you're the lot boy at a dealership, you learn how to park cars and you learn how to park them correctly and straight and in a line and right. everything else. Because when you're on a dealership lot, your parking is, you, parking yeah. is key. Uh-huh. When you're lining up new cars, used cars, whatever happens to be, everything has to be perfect, basically. And, and by the way, that's not – it used to be a bigger deal, I think, at yeah. dealerships than it even is today. I mean, back in that day, I mean – if uh, my uncle especially came out and looked down the row and all the bumpers weren't perfectly lined up, somebody was getting chewed on. Yeah. And I didn't want that to be me. Yeah, right. So I learned really quick how to, on the same, how I used to do it, I cheated, uh, even at age, I don't know, I think I started doing this when I was like 13. And I learned really quick that, okay, if I'm going to park all the same models of car, so line back then, the let's mirrors. say they're all Buick yeah. LeSabres, exactly. I learned really quick that you line them all up, each mirror being, you know, because we used to put them fairly close together. You could still get in and out of the car without, you know, dinging the doors. But, you know, I learned that, okay, if I get the mirror, like, right next to one another. Yeah. Where if I could put a ruler out there and they're dead even, then my bumper is going to be even. Exactly. And yeah. even at age 13, I figured out, okay, I can make this go a lot faster than climbing out and looking and climbing out and looking. Yeah. I'm like, okay. You know, having somebody up there directing traffic, I'm like, I can do a whole lot by myself. I don't need anybody 
yeah. to help. Now, I will say it didn't come to me the first time parking, but well, you know, I'm 13. You so, learn. Yeah, right. You exactly. Know, 13, Driving it, you've got a whole gamut of things just coming at you all the Correct. Time. But yeah. you learn pretty – and yeah. you also learn how to look in the mirrors to determine am I straight in the spot or not. You know, can I look down the side of the car and know if I'm straight versus angled, yeah. especially when you're going car next to car next to car and there's no lines or anything. You know, you're just putting them sure. on a dealership lot. They're not all lined up. You just yeah. put them in a line. But anyways, I learned how to park at a very early age just because that's what you have to do. And I look at some folks today, and I'm just thinking you are definitely parking challenged. Yeah. And so question of the day, what are your biggest you know, parking pet peeves? Now, a lot of people out there, and this is all over the Internet right now for some reason. I'm not sure where this comes from. But there's a lot of anti-backing-in individuals. So in other words, there's a lot of folks out there that will poke fun at people like me and even get mad at people like me for backing in. For some odd reason, they think there's something wrong with doing it that way. Well, several things with backing in, and we've talked about this before on air, but I'll go ahead and mention it. It's not as bad today with backup cameras on being, you know, being on a lot of vehicles, but most accidents with children in the driveway come from people backing out of their driveway. That's why cameras were... That's why cameras sort of came along. That's exactly right. People would run over their kids Uh on bicycles, tricycles, go-karts, things like that. They didn't know they were behind them, and they would just back over them. You eliminate that when you back in, because when you back in, first of all, you pull up. Even if you're pulling into your own driveway, you pull up. You can see what's in the driveway or not. And if the kids are there, you make them all get out of the way before you back in. You just drove past it. It's fresh. You know what's going on. You back in. And that way, the next time you go to leave, you're pulling straight out, and you can see everything that's in front of you. So that one makes it pretty easy. I have that same principle when it comes to parking lots. When I back in and I'm now pulling out, A, I can back into a spot faster than I can pull in be kite spot, depending upon what's in front of you. But typically, the wheels being in front as you're backing in, you can swing the front end around like a semi backs in a trailer. It's much easier to get into a spot backing in than it is pulling in. And I watch all these people struggle to pull in straight. And they have the same problem pulling back out because, again, the pivot point is now in the wrong spot even to pull out of the parking place. So, frankly, if everybody learned to back in, parking lots would be a lot more efficient. Not going to happen because most people struggle just to get from A to B, nonetheless – Right. Parking. Well, and you can get closer too when you've got a mirror on your side. You know, you can you can judge that distance between the cars side to side. Where pulling in forward, you're not as you can't be as accurate. That's right. You I can't mean, see. You're right. You can't exactly. see as well. Yeah. Expect. So, yeah. give me your parking pet peeves. Three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Myself, Ken Rackley today. Tune Tech Automotive. He's over here in Aurora, Colfax, and two twenty five. Jr. Though you're next. Go ahead, sir. Well, good morning, John. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, uh, I've listened to one of your best of shows during the Christmas and New Year holidays. Yes. Thank about you, by the, the way. Kia didn't, but, okay, but the Kia that didn't didn't change, uh, didn't have the uh, the thermos, no, the radiator cap changed. And it right, the engine. overheated, yes. Yes. So I thought about that. Now, what, that's a maintenance item. Is that correct on any car? Should be. I mean, when somebody's doing, for example, if you're doing your cooling system inspections and and or services flushes, like you should be, one of the service or one of the portions of the service is to check the cap. And if the cap checks a little bit weak, or even look at it and think, ah, you know, because 
I'm, I'm having a hard time saying this over the air, but there's a way to even look at the cap, feel the cap. What does the rubber feel like? What's the spring tension like? I mean, as a technician, you just look at some of those things and know, yeah, we probably ought to put a new one on. Yes, you can test it as well. But most technicians can even just look at a cap and say, yeah, let's put a cap on this while we're doing yeah, this. It looks original. It's seven years old or it's five years old. It, you you feel it. You put it in the palm of your hand, kind of like one of the yeah. old hand squeeze you know, muscle you know, builders for your hand. You kind of do that with the cap as well. You know, what's yeah. the tension feel like? Is it still as springy as, and lively as it should be? It's rubber cracked. What's the rubber? Yeah, yeah exactly. all of that, JR, you look at. So, yes, if you're servicing things, you know, if you're servicing things at the timely manner you should be, those things should be getting checked also. Okay, also the thermostat too? Thermostat really is more done on time or if there's a failure. We don't replace thermostats like we did back in the day. Right, exactly. Back in the day, if you did a cooling system flush, you put a thermostat in as well because that's just what you did. Chevy small block back in the 70s. Two bolts, you're right there. If you did a cooling system service, you put a thermostat in as well. You don't do that anymore. No, thermostats, they can hide them. They can be two or three hours just to get to them. And And the quality of them, JR, is much better (laughs) today than it was back during the 70s and even 80s. Any more than... They usually stick open and staying you know, shut doesn't happen often not very often yeah, right good point, they, they kind of have a fail yeah. safety good point there, so yeah so sticking open is a better better situation well it's correct it, it, engine doesn't get up to temperature yeah. but it doesn't overheat correct yeah okay and then it turns yeah, the check yeah, engine light on so yeah so i have a 2016 uh odyssey okay so i changed the cap but i went to napa it's just a, a for information sharing said perfect fit for the, for the cab. A stamp, it was a uh, ball cap, cap. Uh-huh. and the cap wouldn't fit. It would fit on there, but it wouldn't go down in. So I had to end up buying a, uh, a, a Honda one. Yeah. You know, twice the price, but because it, it was, it was, the design was different. Yeah. What we've seen on a lot of the imports, especially, is there will be two different styles, um, whether it be U.S. made or Japanese made uh, or assembled. Um and yeah you kind of have to get one that looks exactly the same and sometimes the parts guys won't necessarily see two different options they'll they'll see five different caps available but not realize that there's two different uh you know two different styles on that it said perfect fit but it didn't work <laughs> you're right exactly perfect fit yeah. so i i had to bite the bullet and pay twice the price but yeah yeah it, it's the, it's the cap you can yeah. tell exactly the cap yeah also uh, there's, uh, I'm here in East Denver. I know the Denver police are actually the, uh, was it traffic enforcement, whatever is it, the uh, it, uh, enforcement. They're giving tickets now to cars that don't have plates or expired plates. So good. That's good, 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 good for them. Yeah. Yes. East, exactly. East Denver. East Denver. Yeah. Huh. So temporary tags are doing them all. Good. So it's about time. That's good. Yeah. No, that's yeah, long yeah. overdue, as you know. Yeah. At least, at least in Denver. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm not arguing that one. I'm yeah, glad. I, I still yeah. see quite a few, you know, just, uh, yeah, well, yeah, that are expired. At least where I live, they're, they're doing it. They're doing it every day to come by, and, and the, the, the ticket, there's tickets on, on the door. Oh, sure. Okay, well, yeah. thanks a lot. Awesome. No, thank you, JR. Appreciate it appreciate very it, much, yeah. by the way. Appreciate the phone call. Eric, hang tight. We'll give you plenty of time as soon as we come back from the break. Uh, let's talk about diesels. Don't go anywhere. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Fall Special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. 
When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump, sending debris into your engine. This debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating, even in cold weather, and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. Maintaining your vehicle will give you additional years of performance. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business in Littleton. We are all for making your life simpler, offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush from Geno's. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles to give you confidence in a job done right on time the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa if you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. And tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right. We are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Eric, you are next. Go ahead, Eric. Hey, guys. So, first off, regarding the question. I have a coworker who, oddly, he can back a semi just fine, but ask him to back his Explorer. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> that's funny. And 
and, and he is parking gallons. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I have a joke when it comes to that. You know, somebody will watch me back the semi up, and I make it look easy, and they're like, wow, you, you how do you do it? You make it look so easy. And I'm just like, don't tell my boss that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I've had days where I can back an eight-foot-wide trailer through a six-foot-wide door and never hit a thing, and other days where... I can back an eight foot wide trailer through a ten foot wide door and hit the and hit the door multiple times. Hit the sides, yeah. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yep. But um, regarding, actually, I think Larry misunderstood. Larry misunderstood me. Uh, if you guys remember, or John, you remember back, I called last summer with one of my citizen in that bad accident semi. Yeah. Got pretty torn up. So this is kind of a venting about technology and vehicles, and the fact that all of these systems are so integrated with every single component that I expect down the road, we're going to, you know, just as they're totaling EVs because it costs more to repair, as more and more technology comes into vehicles, we're going to start seeing vehicles getting totaled because so many of these systems get damaged that are not easily repaired. And, and this is where that, that accident comes into being. So the total repair bill on my truck was eighty-two thousand. Okay. And they had to it, when they tore it down, they found actually a frame rail was bent. Oh. Just because those frame rails are heat treated, they had to replace one frame rail. Sure. But as they were doing this, now my truck has ABS on all positions. It has collision avoidance system, forward adaptive cruise control, and and all this stuff. The ABS is tied into the traction control, which is tied into the cruise control, which is tied into the adaptive cruise control, which is tied into other systems. Well, it only took them three months to, you know, to get all the body work and frame repair, this, that, and the other. But it took them 17, or excuse me, it took them seven weeks to get the electronics. Oh, yeah. They actually Not shocked. Had to replace, yeah, they had to replace seven wire harnesses. Wow. All the ABS sensors had because one of the ABS sensors would trigger and say, well, my adaptive cruise doesn't work. Right. So, and it would say, well, this, this, that, this one was bad. So they went in and replaced it and uh, put the truck, put everything back together, go out and test drive it, and it would trigger again. Only it would say it was a different one. And it turned out that in the accident, in the crash, there was, as they started pulling wiring harness apart because they're like, well, we're not going to replace all six ABS sensors because something else going on. And they started looking at wiring harness, and they found that in the course of the accident, there was four micro tears or cuts in the wiring harness caused by other mm. of the accident. Mm-hmm. And they had to literally unwrap the entire wiring harness forward of the, uh, basically from the front axle forward, they had to unwrap the entire wiring harness for the vehicle and go through and find these micro tears in it. And then some sections had to be replaced. Others, they were able to just repair. And it's, and, and this, I think, is something that works with body shops down the road, insurance industry and the manufacturers and whatnot. We're going to start seeing that there's going to be a problem as more and more of this technology goes along and, you know, start seeing damage done, you know. Can't argue that. No, yeah, can't argue that at all. 
Yeah, it's because it was the, the guy was you know I mean when they got into it started tearing it down, you know they they were quoting, you know they they had the vehicle mid June and they were quoting us January or you know January for it was done and you know they they got into it pretty quick and yeah the truck was the main work was done by mid September and in fact I just got the truck back for the, the middle of December but the rest of the time was electronics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That can't, yeah. No, that it's makes total part. sense. You know, it, it, and it's just, and the guy when when we were talking about it, my boss and I and, and the, the body shop were talking about. It, I said, why didn't they end up just totaling the truck with this? And he says, well, he says in part, you know, he says as you're aware, he says everybody's on back order. You know, yeah. some of the heavy, the class eight stuff, uh, a lot of the class eight stuff right now, depending on the brand. Their 2024 order book has been closed uh, since it opened. Yeah, um, I, I know Vol- Volvo pretty much opened their 2024 book like last January, and it was closed within two months. Wow! And if you called after that, they're like, "Well, we'll put you on a waiting list. Maybe if somebody drops off, hmm. you know." And, and Kenworth is kind of the same way, and and some of the other, you know. It, and part of it is, you know, everybody wants the latest and greatest new technology, or they're just, you know, replacing trucks they couldn't replace in the past. Sure. You know, and they, and they were like, well, the insurance on it was, yeah, you're looking at a two-year wait for a new truck. So, yeah, yeah. they just came back. Yeah, that makes sense. You know. And, yeah. And, no, and in your, in your point of, and this is a reminder really to everybody driving, you know, pretty much, Eric, if it's got any kind of electronics for, you know, lane departure, uh, blind spot monitoring, things along those lines. Yeah, the the cost to fix it is not just in the repair of the parts themselves, body damage, and so on. The replacement of those things. It's all of the other things, technologically speaking, that come into play as well. And there's the other thing too that we've learned, even from talking to some folks that have even called in here. Something as simple as replacing a rear view mirror, where at one time was a pretty easy replacement. If it's not the exact mirror that that vehicle has, none of what I just said will work right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, two things, two laws that went into effect back on October 1st, and I forgot to bring, talk about this last year with you guys. Two laws that went into effect on October 1st, people should remember this. One, uh, the uh, lane, it, to, the move over law now applies to vehicles stopped Correct. on the shoulder. Anybody. There are four ways on. That's right, anybody with flashers. So if you're, if you're driving, this is something for people to re- remember. They're going skiing, playing up in the mountains. Especially in the wintertime, you see that truck stopped on the shoulder with his four-ways on. Uh, that driver might be putting chains on. That's the last right. thing you want him to do is step out from under or behind that truck, not know you're coming. That's right. Yeah. I had to take my chains off yesterday on, the, on an unprotected shoulder on Highway 9, and I ended up diving under the trailer at one point because mm. somebody just cruised along, not paying attention. Yep. You know, and I happened to step out. I've got fluorescent vest on, and all of a sudden, you know, this, they're just blindly driving along. The other thing is, uh, the other law that went into effect is trucks have right-of-way in roundabouts. Hmm. That is state law now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you should not be trying to pass a truck, and if a truck takes up that entire roundabout as they're going into it, there's a reason why, because we need that space. Right. Sure. That yeah, no, yeah, no, and, that may, and again, it, some yeah. of that, Eric, you just think is common sense, why they need a law for it, but we do because people are dumb. <laughs> Well, yeah, because common sense is not Yeah, common sense right. doesn't work anymore. That's exactly right. Yeah. 
anyhow. All right. No, good stuff, Eric. Appreciate it. No, and and Eric, you know, he he is something to be reminded of, and I've experienced some of this even on our own with different, you know, we've got a fleet of vehicles and different things happen, accidents and so on. And, yeah, sometimes the the cost and or wait time to fix some of the non-body pieces – to his point, are as high and as as the wait time is actually longer than getting the actual vehicle itself fixed. Yeah, right. Because some of those things has to do with supply chain, knowledge of the individuals working on it, on and on we go. It, it's not going to be as simple as just going in and, hey, put this bumper on. Um, that's not going to be happening that way down the road. It's not that way right now, by the way. Yeah, right. So get used to it. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Line uh, Got a line that uh, Charlie is screening now. And and, uh, Eric mentioned a moment ago, Larry. No, Larry is not here. It's Charlie. Uh, Larry will be back with us here at some point in time. Uh, And Larry, if you're listening, thanks for all that you do and hope you get to feeling better here quickly. We look to having you back here at some point here in the near future in 2024. But no, when you call in, you're talking to Charlie right now, Larry Hasn't been with us for a little bit. Uh, he's got some health things going on, but he's uh, battling that, and he'll be back. So, Larry, we look forward to having you back here sooner than later. So, guys, with that, though, we'll come right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972. And it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. 
All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Give us a call. Any questions you have, whether it comes to the question of the day in parking. We've got a few people that have texted in agreeing with our whole premise of parking and backing up and so on. I'll get into a couple more things here in a minute as well. Uh, but, yes, give us a call, 303-477-5600. Ken Rackley with me again, Tech Automotive over here in Aurora. And then, of course, on top of that, you can text us a, a, a question or comment, 307 200 8222. Somebody texted in and said, uh, as a reminder of the backing up, that yes, very, very um, particular like us when it comes to backing up. But also, there was a time where he lived in Highlands Ranch, had a new 2006 F 250, no backup camera. Had the beeping sensors, though. You know, you used to back up and you'd get the beeping. So he's backing out of his garage one time and the thing kept beeping super fast. He said he almost kept going, but got out, saw a neighbor running towards him in the mirror. An autistic neighbor boy who was obsessed with trucks had gotten loose out of the house and had ran over and was standing right behind the truck. So the sensors were operating correctly. He had no backup camera, couldn't see. He then replaced the unit, put a backup camera in because of that. But that's a great reminder of what I was talking about earlier and how there's been lots and lots of children over the years that have been, you know, run over because of exactly what we're talking about. Again, it's why even even me in my own garage, I'm still that weirdo that backs in. Yeah, me too. I just that's just the way it is. You know, and 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 two, you can I mean, because it's rare that you have somebody on the passenger side. So you can tuck it all the way up against the wall or Correct. do whatever. I mean, I can't do that driving in. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, because you have to leave room to get out. Right. <laughs> so, well, you don't yeah. have on that passenger right. side. Exactly. If you have passengers that get out first, you can still back in, tuck yeah. it in nice and tight. Exactly. Even folding the mirror in if you have to to even get a little bit closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and off you go. And yeah. again, these are things just being in the automotive world. So as long as I have, you just. I, for me, it's just common practice. I don't yeah. know any other way to do it. We back all our cars in at work. You know, customer pickup. We'd rather have them drive straight out than have any kind of issues because we, most of the we time, we want to make it easy. If there's an issue, it's when somebody's backing out. So, you know, yeah. Uh, and again, for a lot of folks that will say, "Well, you guys are just you know, you guys are just egotistical. You're weirdos. You're backing in to be different." And this, that, you know, no. There's there is actually a method to the madness <laughs> yeah. as to why. We back in, and a lot of it has just been the the background that we've been in for all these years, and I just was taught at an early age to back in, A, because on a dealership it looks better, B, because that's how you display cars, C, because of all the safety things that we just talked about, Mm -hmm. D, when it came to customers picking up their cars, as Ken just said, it makes it easier for them to actually get in the car and leave. Besides the fact we had all of our mirror tags and things to identify what each car was, well, you couldn't see those if you drove in, you can only see those if you backed in. So right. all sorts of reasons why over the yeah. course of the last almost 50 years, Ken, I learned how to back vehicles yeah. in because that's just the way we had to do it. I can't ever remember a time where you pulled in forward. Now, occasionally, you know, if you're making a quick run someplace, I might sure. get lazy and pull up and just drive straight in. Yeah. But I will tell you, every time I do that, I think to myself, why did I just do that? Because now I'm doing the opposite, backing out. I'm like, that was a dumb thing to do. <laughs> I could have backed in and then just pulled straight out right. because the backing out now is just as cumbersome, well, you're watching more cumbersome your, as it would have been to have backed in in the first place. Watching all your mirrors and, it, yeah, exactly. And there's no, alarms now on yeah. cars to let you know if there's people coming by and so on. But it's in my case, it's just, 
habit. It's just easier to back in than it is to pull in forward. Now, all that being said, do I get annoyed at some of these, uh, I'll just say it as it is, egotistical, mostly Jeep owners where they feel like they've got to park on the snowbank or they've got to, you know, make a stand and, you know, park some weird way or the guy that takes up two places. Now, if you're a guy taking up two places and you are the farthest away from the shopping center door as you possibly could be and you took up two spaces, you know what? I got no problem with that. If the parking lot's empty and you decided to take up two places clear out in the middle of nowhere knowing somebody's going to pull in next to you because that's how it works, you know what? More power to you. I honestly could care less. Now, if you're taking up two places next to the front door, you're an idiot. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. if you're driving that type of a car and you don't want any door dings, which I completely understand, then learn how to walk. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and don't park That's, next to the front door. Exactly. D- don't ruin it for the rest of us yeah. that like to have that room around them and not have door dings and so on. But don't be the guy that gives everybody else driving a nice car a bad name because you took up two places by the front door. Yeah. Agree? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I mean, you know, even even when I, I, you know, I've been in a walking boot for, you know, right. over, over years, yes, yes. many times. And, and uh, you know what? I still parked way the heck out. And, and I walked up. And I walked, yeah. I mean, it's just... I Courtesy, first of all. Right, exactly. And I don't want to park up close. No, I don't know? I don't want the because, door ding. Right, the door ding or just, you know, I mean, you just have a lot more traffic up There's there. There's just things and going on I don't want to be around. I, I enter through the back of the parking lot and I exit. I don't well, go up to the front of the store for any yeah, reason. I'm, I'm I one, and I don't know about you, Ken. I, I know Charlie knows I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I'm always looking at how am I getting out of this parking lot? Right, yeah. So where's my exit? What did I just drive through? How am I getting back out? And I'm going to park so that my exit is as easy as it was getting in. And for several reasons. One, it just makes getting out easier. Yeah, right. Two, what if there was some sort of a problem in the store and you want to get out of there as quickly as you can? Yeah. Fire, shooting, you name it, whatever, whatever the case might be. You yeah, know, how, how are you right. going to get out of there as quickly as you can? I, I'm just always looking. The situational awareness is, okay, if I'm leaving, what makes this the easiest way sure. mm-hmm. possible? And to Ken's point, I don't need to park next to the front right. entrance. In fact, I'd rather not, not park I, next to the front right, entrance. Exactly. I'm not that yeah. person that's going to drive up and park right in yeah. front. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't either. I don't even want to drive. Yeah, I don't want. I try to avoid even that. Fronts. That yeah. and why they do this in stores, I don't know. Grocery stores, especially, are notorious for this. Home Depot is as well. They put the store, then a drive, then the parking lot. And you have all these pedestrians coming and going, and yet there's people still driving up against the building. Why in the world they design parking lots right. like that in the first place is beyond me. Yeah. They shouldn't. So people can be let out, but that's not the case in a, you know, you park and go uh, in. Anyways, I, I, yeah. I do my best to not even drive in front of a no, store. Me, there's me times either. where yeah. you absolutely have to, and yeah. it's just a necessity. And, yeah. yes, in those cases I will, but I, will, I really do my best to avoid that. And it's never an issue you know, I've never really had it an issue, but I mean, you get 17 people walking out of the store, you're just kind of waiting, you know, anyway. So it's like, but when you pull around and you're, you're at the not, backside, uh, you're, you're, you're not waiting into the parking lot. Yeah. You just get in and go. I'm, I'm yeah. also one where if you can pull through to a spot instead of, instead yeah. of having oh, yeah. to back through, I will also do yeah. that where you're still essentially backed into the spot. Now I yeah. didn't back in, but I pulled through again, yeah. looking for oh, looking that for exit strategy and where am I at? Exactly. Uh, the other thing that I will, depends on where I'm at. I do my best to not park next to the cart corral because t- 
typically people putting things back may miss and I don't want to get run into. <laughs> right. Now, if it's a pretty empty parking lot and there's no one else around while I park next to the corral, yeah, because at least I know somebody's not pulling up next to me. Right. I've already got a stationary object, the corral, that I'm next to that I know somebody else isn't going to pull next to me. Because sure. the other thing that happens is people are sheep. Mm-hmm. You can park all the way out in the middle of nowhere. And sure shooting, <laughs> you come back out of the store an hour later, and guess what? Uh, yeah, Someone so else is parked yeah, near you. Right. There's 30 lo- spots empty around you. But yeah. they're parked uh-huh. next to you because yeah. people are sheeple, and they just follow along. And if they see that you're parked out in the middle of nowhere, guess what? They're going to park in the middle of nowhere, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, right. but they do. Mike, you're up. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John, me? Yes, go ahead, Mike. Okay. Man, you guys are uh, rapid fire. Uh, I just wanted to add some uh, statistical validation about uh, and personal experience on the uh, on your saying with sure. backing in pole right ahead. parking. Uh, I, uh, I'm retired now, but I worked 30 years for municipality. We had a super sharp uh, safety officer. And, you know, because we, uh, we had to drive uh, government vehicles, he had... Uh, Numerous uh, insurance companies, validation studies that showed a big preponderance of uh, parking lot fender benders mm-hmm. were due to people backing out. Sure. And yeah. this, you know how insurance companies, they don't want to lose a penny. They don't want to spend a penny. Right. So I think their, their studies validated the idea that, uh, yeah, you're at a the physical uh, – attentiveness and observation powers of people in a rear motion, even with cameras. They say even with the rear uh, cameras. No doubt. Are that you're a, you're, you're a oh, yeah. uh, tendency yep. to, uh, you know, the, the odds are going to be, you're going to, you're going to get a, you're they're, they're, it's stacked again. against you when you're doing that is what you're saying, yeah. Mike. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It goes against you, you know, your rear vision. Yeah. Looking over your shoulder is, doesn't make sense. We only, you know, it's, we're not like an owl. We don't have a very good point. Big wide, you know, swiveling head. And Mike, the uh, older we the get, vision. the worse that gets. I think. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, I thoroughly agree. I, uh, the only accidents I've had were a little parking lot situation at the library, where I couldn't read the guy's mind, and I kept going, and he acted as though he was going to give way to me, and he pulls up and goes ahead and tags me anyway. No. Yeah. That's the kind of stupidity that yeah. I, ever since I don't even. I can do it, at, and I, I'm I'm like you. I have a nice car that I baby, and I protect the finish, so I get the way the hell out on the edge. Yep. And I don't, and I like the exercise. Yeah, I it doesn't bother me to walk, Mike. I, I need it. It doesn't hurt me at all. And your wife and I both will will do that. And I've got a great wife. She never complains about that. Would rather, and she's like me. I want things to be nice, and I'll go ahead, and you know, we'll both get out and walk. Um, if it's super cold out, I might drop her off and then go get the car and pick her back up. Sure. But that's a you know different scenario, Mike. If it's you know zero out, that's a whole different deal. But even then, personally, I'm still parking out and away from everybody. Yeah. Even then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, and I, I could care no less what people's opinions are. I will, if I'm at the very edge of parking lot, I will go perpendicular. I will not even go. You know, and if you're stupid enough going out there and you're such a weenie that you're going to go out there and try to tap my car with your damn door when I'm in, I'm in perpendicular, then you're psychotic, and I hope there's a, a side <laughs> yeah. of yeah. room open uh, And again, you. Mike, I, you know, guys like you, personally, uh, I'm the same. I have no issues. If somebody's clear out in the middle of nowhere 
and they've done that. You know, I don't like people that do that when it's crowded and it gives you and I a bad name. And you know who I'm, you know, you know what I'm talking about when those things happen. And I'm also the type, Mike, where, and my wife knows this as well. If I drive through a lot and there are so many people and cars in it, I am liable to just come back later and go somewhere else because I don't need to stop at that point. Sure. If, if you're agree. hunting for a parking yeah, spot. I, yeah, I, if I, I'm I, hunting for a spot, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of you merchants, by the way, that are out there listening. Uh, and, and by the way, Mike, this is something else I have a pet peeve on. So parking pet peeves, might as well unload. If it, I did run the retail establishment for many, many years. If I ran one today, I don't care what union would say. I don't care what my bosses would say. I don't care what anybody would say. Every single employee would be parking the farthest away possible, not next to the front door like most of them do, by the way. Nothing drives me nuts more than to see employees park close to the building, Mike. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, from its owners, I've never been an owner, John, but uh, I, I'm with you. You know, if you can't share the same sense and common common uh part of its courtesy part of it's just yeah. common sense you want to you leave know, those I'd, spots close for your customers why are right. your employees parking there yeah. instead you don't need employees and no customers and some of you by the way are wondering well john how do you know those people park in those places because i plow snow and i know what store managers request when it comes to where things should be plowed first and it's typically employee parking and guess what mike it's always at the front of the store not the back <laughs> I, I I can imagine from the owner's viewpoint, John. You know, I, I put myself in your shoes. That's that's trouble. Too many people do not put themselves in the other nope. guys' mocks. They do not. And and you know, and uh, just one more. No, go ahead. <laughs> You're fine. Keep going. You're fine. Pet peeve with me is uh, my wife has a disability card, disability placard, and she'll go in. She because we're busy enough. Every once in a while, I can get things for you know, right. and, uh, like with a grocery, and we're retired. So I. She'll do a lot of pickup orders, and she'll see weenie, able-bodied people that have the gall, particularly, you know, not just singling out, but Walmart is the big example. She'll see knuckleheads that are in those reserve mm. spaces for pickup orders. They're perfectly able-bodied, healthy people, and they have the gall to park there when uh, there's people like my wife that are there to pick up for a specific reason to yep. pick up orders yep. that they can't do themselves because they can't negotiate. Yep. I agree with a you. Huge super supermart Walmart. I agree. And you know, and just I galls me. I, that's another one there. of those Mike where I just that and people that you know park in handicaps. I don't care if it's for five minutes that don't have a placard. I mean, I can go down the list when it comes to those things, Mike. That is just one of those things that just you know, and in the, and in my. Profession industry, when you're plowing snow, my other beef is snow removal companies that leave snow in handicapped spots and so on. I mean, you've got to realize who are using those spots, and they need to be the cleanest of the entire lot. That's my other pet peeve. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's John, I, I, I can imagine your company, you guys take it at a spot where there's, you know, very, you know by experience that there's very seldom uh, up on a, a, you know, a far away median or something in a parking lot. Yep. You wouldn't put out people that are disabled. Nope that need that mobility, that nope. access. So good on I, you. I have gained over the years, uh, Mike, some accounts where the last contractor didn't do these things and the owner would keep specifying they wanted it and they wouldn't do it. And I've actually gained accounts because people didn't do that correctly. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there. And it's and, and by the way, that, that's just common sense. It shouldn't be a big sure. issue. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. I, I, you know, and it just, if nothing else, the self-centered thing, I, if you're running a small business, you can't afford when you got 
maybe big players that are looking to undercut you guys yep. doing a service like that. Yep. You don't want to cut off your nose to spite That's your right. face by doing <laughs> right. stupid things yeah. that mess up the, the clients, customers. Therefore, it, it, it look, makes you look bad and it loses you jobs. That's yep. And, and like you just said, the last caller, common sense, we're bereft of common <laughs> sense. We have too many people that are too self-important yeah. and think, well, you know, hey, it's about me. Right. Not nobody else but me. That's right. And, oh, that just—I wouldn't raise that way. Me neither. My, if I thought that attitude, my dad—he's uh, old school. He'd say, "Man, you ain't the only one in this world. You ain't nobody special." Yeah, that's <laughs> right. You know, I heard that many that. times. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just respect seniors. That's respect right. Your elders. That's right. Those are the people that need those close access spots for whatever it is. That's right. So just uh, you're talking to your. Super preaching to both our choirs. Well, Mike, I, number one, I pr- got to run. Appreciate you, though, man. You're spot on. Thanks for all of that. Jeff, Bill, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back. And thanks, Mike. I do appreciate all of that. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet 
of indoor showroom and warehouse space. They make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. And we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Myself, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. Jeff in Western Montana. You are next. Go ahead, Jeff. Um, pet peeves in parking. Uh, first one is somebody in a half ton or, or three-quarter or one ton dually with an extended bed crew cab and a trailer hitch trying to park in a subcompact spot. Oh. Yeah, like why? You know, kind of goes back to everything know, Ken and I have just been. Yeah, why right. are you not far away, anyways? You're right. Go down to the end, yep. pick up four spots. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that. Everybody will understand. Nobody will condemn you. Nope. Um, and you'll just make life easy for everybody. Yep. And then yesterday, I was at the uh, the Wally World uh, nearby, and. There was somebody who had a handicap sticker, but it was one of those slots where, you know, that you pull in for a van because so you're parking sideways. Mm-hmm. But they had decided to pull in like all the other handicap oh. spots. Hmm. So um, it was like, do you even understand? I, I guess maybe they were learning disabled, and that was their handicap. Mm-hmm. Because they, maybe. <laughs> they couldn't understand how to park in that particular spot, so... Um, Interesting. That was, uh, that yeah, was and, and, and they put those in those places to make it easier for those individuals to get in and out, especially with the wheelchair to where it's easier to go up to the right. store and so on. And they've done that to make that whole process easier for those people, as yeah. you know, well, Jeff. those side lifts and stuff. Right. They take they up just, a lot more space. They make all yeah. that easy exactly. that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but my two questions, first of all, um, you had a guy on uh, the first hour who was, had a noisy belt. And my yeah. qu- question is, do they still make belt dressing? Not for the serpentine the belts, no. Belt yeah, dressing spray that on there. was all, only a temporary thing. Yeah, It only worked on V-belts, even if, if at all V-belts, nothing yeah. on a serpentine. Yeah, and usually it just made a bigger mess. Sometimes you can take soap, by the yeah. way, and use a little bit of ivory bar, soap, bar and, soap and try that same thing. But really, just to try to... It, here's the thing. If it's noisy and the bar soap makes it go away, it still needs a belt, so the water thing just works as well. Right, and the bar... A lot less easy, yeah, or and, a lot easier, I should say. And a lot less chance of an accident Correct. happening. Correct. Yeah. You can just use a squirt bottle and yeah. go. Yeah, the soap thing you have to have contact with. Yeah, it's not. That's, so fingers which, get messed up. I don't even want to recommend that to anybody. Nah, no, so, no. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then uh, it was a while back I, re- I had to replace a serpentine belt on uh, my sport track, and it was over 200000 and I thought uh, it's probably a good time to replace police. I had no noises or anything, but I just bought the kit hmm. to replace the uh, the idler pulleys and the tensioner and all that and just put it on. 
but I still have the old pulleys, and they weren't bad. I don't know how much life is left in them, but Throw them is away. there anything you can do with those? No. Nope. Well, unless there's some other project around the house yeah. you feel like. If you've you got know, a welder, you know, yeah, you can make I, something out of it. want to fabricate something, uh, fine. You know, but I, yeah. in my case, I, I even even everything that I do, Jeff, if I ever had a project where I wanted something like that, those things are so inexpensive, I would just go buy one and be done with it. And right now, they'd go in the trash. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I just... I just hate to throw things away. I, I channel my grandfather, who was very, very thrifty, let's say. Right, exactly. I fully understand, yeah. but on the same token, after, you know, the thing I try to even get all of my coaching clients to understand is every square inch costs money. What are you doing with it? Yeah. Right. Are you right. storing crap you don't need, or are you utilizing that space? It's a good way to oh, I would that. never do that. I never store anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah, got, you know what uh, I mean. I mean, and this is a great I example, do. though. I mean, are you going to use those police for some other project in the near future? If the answer is, I can't imagine what else I'd use them for, then it's an easy answer. They go in the trash. Go away. Yep. yep. Okay. If you wanted yeah, to you know, and, take and, the bearings out of the middle and save the bearings for something on down the road, maybe that would be a worthwhile endeavor. But the entire pulley itself, I don't know what you'd ever use it for. Right, because it's really, I mean, it's not a grooved pulley. You know, I mean, it, you, yeah, what are Unless you you're using an idler, and typically if you're going to build something, no, if, for me, if you're going to build something, I'd want new anyways, and I'd probably have a different application that I would be using for whatever that project would be, and the chance of reusing those are slim to none. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, I have to stop nope. channeling my inner grandfather then. <laughs> yes. The depression's <laughs> over. Have, have uh, yeah. Have the metal guys just grab the pile and? and I mean, and this kind of goes to my ready radio on Fridays, Jeff, talking about some of the, you know, kind of the EMP end of the world stuff. I mean, the reality is, if it gets that bad, you're doing other things besides building something with those pulleys. So the reality is, you ain't using them anyways. <laughs> right. No, come on, I can I can Rube Goldberg something with it. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, my uh, unfortunately, my you're going to be scrounging yeah. for food and trying to figure out how to stay alive, <laughs> that's and that's right. the least of your worries. Unless you can huck that at a deer and knock yeah, it down. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Now you're there. You. Go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. And real quick, on the first hour, you were talking about things you do once or twice a year. One of them is flip mattresses. I decide. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then, yeah. And then top to bottom. Yep. Just to make sure you yep. do the rotation. Yeah. Can't hurt. Yep. yep. Great idea. So, awesome, thanks Jeff. Lot, thanks, man. Appreciate you very much. I'll see if we can squeeze one more one in here. Bill and Centennial, go ahead. Hey, uh, happy New Year. Guys. Happy New Year, Bill. Happy New Year, Bill to you in a while and i know you're short on time just want to say about the parking issue uh most parking spots seem to get smaller oh they do one white line between each parking except somebody like costco they have wider parking they spots, do which i do like That's they nice. do when i go to places like costco and there's so many people there i normally park across the street i go to the one in park middles and i normally go across the street to nordstrom's park in their parking lot and walk that's yeah. not a bad idea yeah. Something like that. Yeah, Cause like good I idea. Said, I like to walk. I like to do that there, too. But I just like Costco's parking lots because they seem to be a little bit wider. They are, and even when they're full, there's typically still a place to park, Bill. Yeah, and, and you can open your door up to put your Correct. merchandise in or the tailgate or whatever. One of the yeah. few places I will typically pull into because otherwise it's hard to get the car around to the back to unload all your stuff. So that's one of the few exceptions to actually pulling in forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. yeah. true. So. 
Yeah. All right. Good. Bill, good one. No, good one. And no, thank you, Bill. Appreciate it very much. All right, guys. With that, Buck and Cheyenne, you got some comments. I'll give you plenty of time. We'll come back here at the top of the hour. Uh, I think Mark's calling in as well. We've got one line open: three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Question of the day: Parking pet peeves. What are they? You name it, we'll cover the gamut. we got another full hour left, so don't go anywhere. Myself, Ken Rackley, Toon Tech Automotive, and Charlie Grimes. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.